Welcome to this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate. I'm your host, Garth Sundan, Communications Director at MAPS. And today we're speaking with Tim Michalishvili about metrics to communicate the strategic value of medical affairs activities, and specifically about the Medical Productivity Index, the MPI, that Tim and his co-presenters will be uh, previewing at MAPS 2022 Global in New Orleans in March. So, Tim, first of all, welcome. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you. Likewise. I always enjoy speaking to you, Garth, as you know. And, And so the title of your session is The Future is Now, Measuring and Communicating the Medical Productivity Index. So is the future now? Is the MPI something that exists or is it something that's coming into existence? Yes, I would have to answer that the future is now, Garth, because we have to adapt and uh, uh, make decisions a little bit more quickly as, as the data is uh, accelerating, as it's becoming so abundant. Uh, it's also leading us to change our mindset a little bit and to integrate uh, more uh, sources and volumes of data and to under- filter it and to understand what is a signal versus what is noise. How do we make sense of metrics and make them meaningful and be able to react to reality uh, more proactively? You know, and uh, so. so. So is the MPI, is this one thing or is this a metrics, sort of a, a, a way of understanding metrics? Or is this a single definable discrete metric itself? It's, a, it's an approach to metrics okay. in medical affairs. Uh, it can be thought of, I think, as a universal uh, perspective of, of an index or of an estimate Uh, that describes the relationship between an activity uh, and uh, results that we seek and that we desire. Uh, And so it can be customized to various different functions of medical affairs. Uh, But the way I conceived it first was uh, in a field medical affairs setting for medical science liaison teams and others. However, in the medical affairs metrics workbook that I provided uh, for everyone, my colleagues uh, after our webinar in January. Uh, I have a medical education case study there as well, Garth. And uh, so the the background behind the MPI really is from making observations of what made some competitive teams be very collaborative as well. You know, I had observed some great sales teams on the commercial side who partnered with us in medical. And I had seen how they forced ranked each other. They had metrics as a continuous conversation, but yet they can, they had a great uh, culture about the team. And so I, uh, I've really essentially combined uh, some different approaches to metrics throughout my career in both large and small and specialty companies and came up with this composite where I weigh behavior uh, equally uh, to the, to the to an equal extent as I do performance, fifty percent each, which is somewhat revolutionary. But I think it's it, it kind of eliminates some of the cynics out there who don't have the clarity of uh, what do metrics really mean, 
they love the job, they love the nature of their work, how they impact patients, but they don't have the clarity to understand uh, how their contributions impact their teams. Okay, so let me clarify. So the MPI then, it sounds like it has many different components. And one of those components is measuring our actions and maybe even the value of our actions. But are you saying that the MPI MPI also measures how we go about things? Yes, yes, believe it or not, Garth. It's somewhat similar to a uh, frequent flyer mile uh, program, right? Or a cash rewards or a credit card rewards program, which converts some abstract concepts such as loyalty to an airline, for example, to some numerical value that nevertheless inspires you to fly more, fly farther, and uh, then uh, to earn that ticket, right? That you, you've been waiting for, right? And so I, I have a, I, I propose a similar type of index, which is an estimate of our activities okay. in order to be, be better describe how they relate to the outcomes that we, we seek not only in performance, but in behavior, because I believe that you cannot have a conversation about metrics uh, that separates uh, external uh, metrics or measures, uh, the traditional ones uh, versus the internal ones, uh, which are just as important in terms of how we go about working with each other, so. Okay, so your MPI then, how, how is it used? Is it a measure of, individual performance that would be used for performance review or or are we using the MPI to message the value of medical affairs teams to internal stakeholders or how do you imagine it being used? Uh, so I think it has various different uses uh, potentially. Uh, it can be used uh, in internally, externally. Uh, it can, uh, can be used uh, as a complement or supplementary tool to performance review process that we found when we piloted in one of my previous companies to significantly reduce the time needed for, uh, per, for those dreaded uh, performance reviews, right? Where this, uh, this, is, this MPI is a more of a continuous conversation that's shorter but that, but that involves all the relevant, all the most important relevant stakeholders, such as the KOL himself or herself, mm-hmm. who, in order to assess to what degree is the MSL uh, providing accurate information in a timely fa- fashion, clar- with clarity, um, as well as to what degree the KOL believes that uh, the MSL. Uh, genuinely cares about their patients or their institution or has genuine respect for the for the physician uh, as as a person in addition to as a uh, as a KOL or HCP or to what degree the KOL is likely to share unbiased information honestly uh, their comfort level so that's on the uh, behavior survey side just five questions uh, to KOLs 10 questions each uh, to internal manager, so management, as well as cross-functional or an internal uh, colleague mm-hmm. in order to assess uh, how, li- how uh, likely the MSL is to focus all their activities on their strategy uh, and to have a scientific curiosity, for example. So it's, uh, this is a field medical affairs application in, in its proof of principle uh, 
concept, but it can be uh, customized to medical education. Um, it can be uh, utilized in various different functions in terms of uh, assigning and prioritizing activities, uh, various different numerical values based on their relevance to strategy, or, as well as their frequency, so, as you know. Well, I'm glad you brought up collaboration and customization because I noticed in your session description for your New Orleans presentation that you are presenting the MPI, but then you're also looking for input. So what sort of input and what format do you imagine that input will be offered in at your New Orleans session? Yeah, I'm very excited about this uh, workshop uh, because I've attended previous workshops, Garth, before and their highlights in, in my memory, uh, those on insights and metrics as well. And so this will be a continuous conversation from previous white papers uh, on metrics uh, that are available at MAPS. Uh, and we'll go into more detail on the MPI. Uh, we'll have a great panel that I'm very excited about, uh, Pete Piliero, a physician. Yes. Um, uh, with extent, you know, extensive experience heading medical affairs teams, uh, who is now actually transitioned into consumer healthcare. He's a VP and head of medical affairs for the Americas, for GSK. Sue Giordano, Suzanne Giordano, who uh, is VP, VP of medical affairs at Synovian, with also broad experience heading up teams. And uh, so we're going to dispel some myths about metrics in this workshop. But it's going to be a hands-on session uh, where we have a more than half of this session is going to consist of the breakout groups, where after we present some of the needs, uh, some of uh, our perspectives on what makes metrics meaningful, when to communicate metrics, because that plays a large part into uh, that, 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 that plays an important role in uh, in the, their efficacy, mm -hmm. uh, in, in their uh, relevance as well, in terms of when metrics are communicated, with whom, with which internal stakeholders, who really are the judges, right? Is it an external vendor that's going to send out these one-minute surveys to external KOLs, or is it a company representative? Mm -hmm. We propose an external vendor for, for to reduce bias, for example. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to go into much more detail on the actual nature of these survey questions and into how it, it, they can be translated into the real world for um, medical affairs uh, teams. Uh, and so we are looking for feedback. We have lots of survey, you know, polling questions uh, and also app various different ways to prioritize rank uh, rating um, at the MPI for a medical education uh, as well or other functions as well. Where in medical education, for example, we've had, we've traditionally uh, distributed surveys that ask general questions. How likely you are to uh, incorporate this program into your practice? And we collect that at some random time, you know, months afterwards. Well, what if you were to collect the same uh, feedback uh, before the point of care and then immediately after the point of care with a link to that particular index educational, educational program. And you came up with the specific questions. So I believe that the more specific, the more work upfront you do on metrics, 
the more time you save later, the more clear they become, the less cynics you have uh, who are passionate, high-performing cynics, uh, for example, right, that you want to avoid in this time when we have so much access to data, you know, where reality is more exposed than ever before. So uh, a lot more detail to come on the webinar that we had in January uh, on the MPI. Uh, and I'm really excited. I hope to see many of you here, there in New Orleans. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So a very flexible metrics framework that uh, could be applied to MSL actions, but also to uh, medical ed education. And I'm sure much more that we will hear about March 21st at the MAPS Global Annual Meeting. Uh, and from the medicalaffairs.org website, we'll link your January webinar and also your downloadable. So thank you, Tim, for joining us today. Thank you, uh, Garth. Find all the materials, supporting materials uh, at the website, and please do join Tim and his co-presenters March 21st in New Orleans. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast series.